Okay, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jason Waters. Jason, what's up, buddy? How are you? Just getting ready for Christmas, man. Doing great. It is that time of year. Ho, ho, ho. We are recording the first <laughs> week of December. Now, before we get started, yeah, we just want to make sure that everyone knows that we launched the first episode in our 10-part Patreon exclusive miniseries, 101 movies from the 1990s that we recommend you watch. And One of the best decades ever for cinema. Absolutely. And so if you're listening to this, the first episode's available. There's a link in this episode's show notes for you to uh, become a Patreon subscriber. And we have uh, we've recorded part two already. We're going to yep. be recording part three after we do this episode. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. And it's, it has been. Yeah. It's been a great time talking about talking about movies from the 90s. Well, and just the the fact that you get to actually revisit them. Yes. I mean, there's there's been a lot that I've rewatched for the first time in probably 20 years and gone, that's great. Or rewatched first time in 20 years and gone, it didn't age very well. Yeah, no. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic, but whoa. So... You're going to be gone for a week after this or two weeks or how long are you going to be gone for? So we're going to be gone uh, Wednesday through Wednesday. Um, it's my wife's 40th birthday. Awesome. Happy birthday, Sally. Yes. Happy birthday. She, um, so whenever I, you know, whenever I get stressed out, what helps me is a road trip. Sure. Um, so the last, when I turned 40 and then again at 42, I just took out out West, flew out there, drove back or drove out there and drove back. And every single time the Grand Canyon was on my bucket list and she said, don't you dare. <laughs> She's like, you will not see that without me. Okay. So I've had to strategically make my routes around the Grand Canyon. So I'm super excited to see it now. Now, when you do see the Grand Canyon, you're going to be in what state? Uh, we'll be in Arizona. Arizona. So okay. Sedona, Arizona, which is also, and I didn't realize it, one of the certified dark cities. Um, so I'm also a, a astrology buff. Okay. Um, I should say astronomy buff, not astrology. <laughs> right. <laughs> my, my Venus is in retrograde right now. I, um, <laughs> I can't, I can't. So, <laughs> but I've, I've been to one other one, which is Moab. And at first I was super disappointed because it got dark and I was out at, um, Arches National Park and just going, man, it's, all these clouds are starting to come up. This is just this is BS. And then you realize when it gets a little bit darker, Oh, that's the Milky Way. Oh, wow. And it hits wow. and you just go, holy hell. So it's it's really awesome being out there when you get when there's no light pollution and you can just see everything. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about that. I yeah. really am. So well, before we get into this episode where we're gonna talk about some of the stuff that we've been watching lately, longtime listeners, or at least listeners that have been listening to the show over the past year. Know that I just can't seem to stay out of a certain place. <laughs> we, we're we're going to recall back to the uh, the Batman episode yep. where, where I thought I was having a heart attack. Yep. And then in August, I was like, man, he hates this movie. He's walking out. I'm like, I'm out. Ten minutes. Ten in. minutes in. Ten Jeez. minutes in. I'm out. Then we uh, August. Uh, I'm in. I'm in there again. Something crazy. Well, I just want to quickly tell this story because yeah, so I, I, well. I text you on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I'm yeah. like, hey, you know, lots of food over here. Come by, yeah. enjoy some food and some pie. And then I get a picture back of you in a hospital gown. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what the hell? All right. So this is how this all goes down. Okay. <laughs> so I do dinner and a movie Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday of Thanksgiving. 
Yep. That week. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Great movie. Everything goes off without a hitch. Everyone loves it. Great time. We had a blast. I go home. I go to bed around, I don't know, it's around 11 o'clock. I feel great. I wake up around 3 o'clock in the morning. And the pain that I was experiencing, I thought I was having an acid reflux attack. Like I've had those in the past. And, you know, typically that will happen if I eat something like really fatty or fried late at night or something like that. But yeah. So I, you know, I took a Prilosec and I was, you know, sitting up. I'm like, oh, this will go away in about an hour. And, you know, an hour later, it was only getting worse. So, you know, I just bit the bullet and went to the emergency room and I'm, I'm talking to the doctor. And at this point I'm in such crippling pain that I'm telling the doctor, like, listen, like I'm not a junkie. <laughs> That's okay? the first thing I think. Like, That's what, there comes the drug seeking yeah, behavior. I, I am not a junkie. There are no track marks on my arm. <laughs> my lips are not burnt from a pipe. Toes. Okay. <laughs> but you've got to help me with this pain because this is unbelievably un, this is unbearable. Yeah. And they were kind enough to give me morphine. So it was mighty morphine time. Ooh. And, uh, that didn't make the pain go away. It just took the edge off. Yeah. Like that was, I was in so much pain. And I'm talking to the doctor. And he's like, well, when, when's the last time you ate something? I'm like, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And he's like, what did you have? And I'm like, I think it was like a chicken, grilled chicken salad. You know, and he's like, I don't think you're suffering from acid reflux. We're going to do an ultrasound. Yeah. And they do the ultrasound. And by now they know, they know you by name. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, Dana. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. Your usual room? No. Let me tell you something. I didn't get a room. I got a hospital gurney oh, yeah. in the hallway. Like a triage. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I was not even priority. Okay. And they do the ultrasound and I'm like, I'm feeling a little bit better. And the, and the, all of a sudden this guy comes out. He goes, hi, I'm Dr. Ferber. I'm the on-call surgeon. And I'm like, surgeon? <laughs> well, what are you doing here? <laughs> Hello. What, what? How are you? What's going on, Doc? Are you sure you got the right person here? He goes, listen, I don't know how to tell you this, but you've got gallbladder stones. Which I didn't even think. I didn't know that thing. was a thing. I was I've like, heard of kidney stones. Yeah, I was like, um, really? What? So he goes, yeah. And one of them's really big. And I was like, I, I was like, like you've seen this before. He goes, eh, this one's, you know, pretty. I'm like, no, no, calm me down. Like, no, you're supposed to be a <laughs> She's doctor. She's getting ready to blow. <laughs> you're a doctor. You've seen everything. Don't be like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> and so he goes, uh, but by this point, they had given me some type of anti-inflammatory and the swelling and the pain and everything had gone away and I was feeling back to normal. Yeah. So he says, listen, here's the bottom line. Like, there's nothing we can do you're going to have to get your gallbladder removed. It's Ooh. it's going to have to come out. And I'm just like, so what does that mean for the rest of my life? <laughs> and he goes, that's well, pretty, pretty common procedure. I'm like, okay, doc, just give it to me straight. <laughs> to okay. Me straight. All right. Am, am I, I going to make it? Am I triscuits and water for the rest of my life? <laughs> and he goes, no, no, you'll be fine. You stay away from some fatty food. You'll be fine. He goes, but here's the deal. <clears throat> it's the day before Thanksgiving. The hospital staff is running at, you know, minimal, oh, yeah. minimal staff because of the holidays. We are, a trauma hospital. We only have two surgical teams. If I admit you, you could be here for two or three days waiting to have the surgery. Obviously, if you have a flare up, we'll treat that and make sure you're comfortable. He goes, well, what I'm thinking is because you appear to be feeling better, I think I'm going to send you home and schedule you for outpatient surgery on Monday the, after the holiday weekend. Yeah. Come in at like six o'clock in the morning and you, if all, everything goes well, you'll go home that evening. I'm like, so it's one day outpatient, outpatient surgery. He goes, I just want to do one more test. (laughs) Just, just want to know what I'm dealing with. We're going to do a a more thorough imaging test. I just want to know what we're dealing with here. I said, okay. So they take me into this room and it looked like a, 
a smaller version of a CAT scan machine. And, okay. and, uh, but he's like, yeah, have a seat, lay down. Do you have to go to the bathroom? I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, all right. Cause you're going to be here for about an hour and a half. Holy. Just, yeah. That, that's how long the imaging, imaging test goes you on. You just sit still for an I hour. Had to, I had to lay down and they gave me a strap to put my arms through so I could rest them on my no side. No way. And they're like, we're going to pump, uh, a radioactive dye into your body. And I'm like, <sighs> oh, Jesus. Christ, you could turn me in the Hulk. I mean, like, <laughs> like I'm, knowing my luck, three like, seconds into yeah. that, I'd be like, I gotta scratch my balls. He's like, like <laughs> he's like, he's like, sign this consent form. Oh like, my consent God. form, nuclear. And there's like nuclear radiation signs on the door. I'm like, what is going on? So I'm laying there. By the way, still giving me the morphine. So I'm just in la la oh, land. Well, like you. in my mind, like I'm fishing off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like I'm just talking to him. <laughs> like the fish are really biting. He's like, what? I'm like, what? And uh, so they do the imaging test. They wheel me back to my gurney and a nurse comes up to me and says, with a tray of food and says, you know, the doctor wants you to eat this. Some of this is a little higher in fat. We want to see if this is going to trigger a reaction from your gallbladder. So, so I'm starving. So I eat the food and they said, they said, if there's no reaction, we're going to feel more comfortable about sending you home. Right. If there is a reaction, relax, you're in the hospital. We'll, we'll take <laughs> right. care of it. Yeah. So I eat the food. Nothing happens. I feel great. All right. I'm thinking I'm going home in like an hour. I'm texting work and like, hey, I'll probably be about an hour late, but I'll be there. And no, like 20 minutes later, this guy comes up and he's like, Mr. Buckler, we got a room for you upstairs. I'm like, um, no, 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 I'm going home. I, I thought, is that like the room upstairs? Is that like the discharge room yeah. where I, you do the paperwork? Appointment planning? Go? Yeah. And so he goes, uh, he goes, no, no, you're being admitted. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So I text work, not going to make it tonight. <laughs> and they wheel me up to a room and it's, look, it's a busy hospital. I don't have my own room. All yeah. right. They wheel me in. There's an old man probably in his 70s laying out, laying on a bed. They wheel me past him. They draw the d- curtain divider and I'm just like next to the window and I'm, I feel fine. Right. Okay. That's going to be the worst part. You're like, uh, dude, I'm, just let me go. So I'm just sitting on the hospital bed and the old man whose his daughter was there, or granddaughter was there. They're just, they're so happy to have somebody in the room to break up the monotony. <laughs> his name was Mr. Leonard. And he just starts talking to me. He's like, how you doing over there, young man? I said, I'm good. He's like, what are you in for? And I'm like, what am I in for? <laughs> I shoved a bunch of shit in my anus. <laughs> I'm like, am I? Am I even allowed to talk to you about what I'm in here? Is there like <laughs> yeah. hip, HIPAA laws or something like that? So I, I just, you know, I said, yeah, he, he's an old man. Just, you know, I, I said, I, I'm having some issues with my gallbladder. Because, oh, you don't need that. <laughs> I had mine taken out 30 years ago. I've oh, been just geez. fine. I said, you're just fine. He's like, well, why I've, are you here? I've been here in this room for 24 days. And I'm like, 24 days? <laughs> I didn't ask him. I never asked him why he was there. I would have been dying. And they're like, what's going on, bro? But he says to me, he goes, but it doesn't matter because I'm leaving in an hour. And I'm like, oh, good for you, Mr. Leonard. You're leaving in an hour. And the the granddaughter's like, oh, yeah, granddad's going to be home for Thanksgiving. We're going to feed him good. And I'm like, oh, well, that's awesome. And they're like, so what do you do, Mr. Dana? And I'm like, oh, you know run a restaurant oh what restaurant i'm just making small chat yeah 10 minutes later nurse walks in comes up to me and says all right dana here's the deal the nuclear imaging scan revealed a gallbladder stone one inch wide you are not gonna make it that's till like monday. the tip of a finger i know that's I know. he says you are not gonna make it till monday Ooh. so we are going to do the surgery tonight because it has to go it has to come out and she's going like through this checklist and she goes, okay, are you allergic to any medications? I'm like, no, not that I'm no, blah, blah, blah. When's the last time you ate food? I'm like, uh, 
<laughs> you guys gave Y'all me, just gave me a bunch of stuff. You gave me food an hour ago. And she goes, okay, well, we're not doing the surgery tonight. And I'm like, like oh. But didn't you just say <laughs> that I need it right now? I'm like, and she goes, she goes, we'll do it. We're going to schedule it for 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, which is Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Day. Okay. American Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving for our international <laughs> listeners. That's right. It's a big, big holiday here. Yeah. It's the fourth Thursday in November. It's a big, big deal here. Yes. So so I'm just sitting there. I've been in the room for about a half an hour. Mr. Leonard's talking to me some more, and he's just going on about can't wait to get out. The nurse comes up and <laughs> walks in. She goes, Mr. Leonard, now remind you, there's a dividing curtain. Okay. <laughs> so I can't see the nurse. I can only hear her. She doesn't see me. Yeah. She goes, Mr. Leonard. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but you're going to be in here for another seven days. You just tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, what the fuck? Someone get me out of here. And he goes, what? But I feel fine. <coughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, mask, mask, that's mask. what I was like. I was like, hi, 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 hi. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt the conversation, Mr. Leonard. I'm back here. I'm back here. Can I have a mask, please? A pillowcase can over my head. Can somebody please bring me a mask? And no sooner like, like a nurse comes in, hands me a mask, and I'm just like, so I put a mask on. I'm like, I don't want to be in here anymore. I don't want to be. This is this is what's happening. I'm in here for. I'm in here for. If you get COVID, they keep you for seven days in here. I can get the fuck out of here. So so the nurses now they're coming in in oh full PPP gear. You know, uh, like just personal protective, gear, like the whole like the face shields, the masks. The gloves, the gowns, the whole nine. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. The nurse comes in, and I can only see her eyes. Everything else is covered. <laughs> and she's, like, smiling with her eyes. She goes, good news, Dana. You're getting your own room. I'm like, okay. She's like, let's get you out of here. Please. So they wheel me to another floor. And they put me in a room, and they put all these COVID precaution signs oh on my, my door. Gosh. This patient has been exposed to COVID. And I'm like, oh. For, like, 10 minutes. Now the nurses are all coming in. Like, remember E.T. when he's, like, in the like the, the little, oh, little yeah. room that are all coming in space suits? That's how, that, I'm feeling like, like I'm patient zero now oh like I'm, I'm i'm et and you know they're coming in everyone's masked up and then the surgical doctors come in not wearing a mask at all <laughs> they're there 24 hours a day they're just at this it's point like, i, th- I think they're just like fuck it who cares i've had nine boosters it's yeah fine. it's fine <laughs> so they just start talking to me and they go through the surgical consent form all right so i had minor surgery when i was like 13 years old and you know, this is 30 something years ago and i don't i don't I'm sure the surgical consent form was given to my parents back right. then, but they're going through. All right, so this is you know this with this type of operation. There's a risk of infection here. There's a risk of that. And, and he goes, and there's a very slim possibility of death. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and and he goes, well, you know, it's it's, it's lurking around every corner. It's it's a real possibility. It's a very slim, but it has been known to happen. And I just looked at him and I said, Doc, give it to me straight. I want to <laughs> know right now this procedure you're going to do on me. You've done this hundreds if not thousands of times right he goes oh it's my bread and butter i do it all the time literally do it every day i've done it so many times i can't even keep track That's anymore used car salesman and i'm like there. i'm like i'm ready to sign oh so you remind me to tell you my story yeah this. so so they said they said listen again trauma hospital you know you're number one on the docket for first surgery in the morning obviously if we get you know you know a patient in here that's trauma alerted in here we'll have to you know take care of them first but so four o'clock in the morning, nurse wakes me up and says, "We have to lock up your valuables because you're going to be out of your, you're going to be out of your room." I'm like, well, "That's the because, fact that you have to lock because up because we the get raided every day like, at five a.m." I'm like, "Something tells me that something happened for them to have to put that procedure in place." Just like when you have to tell people this door slides, it doesn't yeah, push. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason for that. So 
And I'm like, okay, well, and I'm like half asleep and I'm like, okay, valuables. Okay. So I give her my wallet, my car keys. She's like, I need your phone too. And I'm like, okay. And I give her the phone and they lock it up. And again, (laughs) if everything goes according to plan, (laughs) I am having surgery in a few hours. But if something happens, I could be there for a couple of days and they've just taken my phone away from me. And I don't know anyone's phone number anymore. Like, no, I don't don't have a phone. There's a phone in the room, but I don't know anyone's phone number. Literally don't know anyone. Is is there even 411 anymore? I don't know. (laughs) Like, is there a yellow pages I can borrow for a moment? So, like, uh, that's got me me all stressed out now. I'm like, how do I tell anybody? I can't even text my parents and be like, hey, so this is happening. And 7 o'clock in the morning, this lady comes up and she's like, all right, Mr. Buckler, we're taking you to pre-op. And they take me down to this room. It's like in the bowels of the, of the, of the hospital. And they wheel me in and there's like a sign. It says, today's surgery. And literally, it's only my name. It's like, like number one. Marquee. Yeah. Like- and there's like, and there's two ladies and they come over and they like, I've got like a hospital gown on. And like, all right, now, do you have anything on under that hospital gown? I'm like, no. They're like, all right, good. Because we'd cut it off if you did. And I'm like, okay, all right, no, I got you. And uh, they put these, like, they strap, they put these, like, wraps around my shins, like, around my leg muscles, around my calf muscles. And they had these hoses on them, and they're, like, gonna inflate them with air, and they're gonna help prevent blood clotting. Oh, yeah. Like a flight suit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's the closest I'll ever come to being Maverick. (laughs) So I got to wear half a G suit. That's cool. And, uh, and so they put like the, you know, I call it like the hairnet yeah. thing on me. Like I look like Randall in Clerks 3, you know, <laughs> right? This is that literally I'm having this moment and I meet with the, uh, the, the anesthesiologist. She comes in and she's like, all right, so I'm going to, we're going to do this and this. And when you go under, we're going to have a breathing tube in you, but you won't know it because it'll be out before you, before you, uh, you know, yeah. wake up and, and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I think right now I'm going to give you something for anxiety. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not anxious. She goes, you're not nervous. I said, no, no, I totally trust medicine in 2022. I said, Should unless, I be? I said, unless this is your first day. And she goes, no, I've been doing this for 20 years. I said, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, sign this form. All right. I, I got to say, if anyone ever offers you drugs, mm. it's like Ghostbusters. Anyone asks you for your God, you, you say, say yes. yes. <laughs> Anybody offers you drugs? Yes. So, so then I meet, then they said, we're going to introduce you to the nurse anesthetist. Okay, we call her the bartender because she's about to give you a cocktail that you are going to love. And I remember at this point, like, because I already have an IV and they put an IV in, they wheel me into the operating room and it's got those big operating lights and they've got these television screen and monitors in there because yeah. it's laparoscopic surgery where they go in with a camera and a light and everything. Yeah. And at this point, the, the, the juice is starting to kick in, right? <laughs> and I'm just like... You guys are great. You know what? You know what? Thank you for what you do. And I was like, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I've got a lot to be thankful for. And I was out. I was out. So I woke up around 11 o'clock in the morning. I mean, out of it. Out of it. And there's a nurse going, how you feeling? I'm like, I don't even know where I am right now. (laughs) And they wheel me up. They wheel me up to uh, my room. And I'm obviously in a lot of pain in my stomach where where they actually took the gallbladder out. And... You know, a couple hours later, I have to go to the bathroom. All right, but I got to call a nurse to help me get out of get get out. Of number the one or number two? Number one. I got. Just kidding. I just kidding. I got. I have to pee. All right. So I <laughs> so I get up and I and she helps me in there. And this is when I say a handicapped accessible bathroom yeah. on steroids. Yeah. All right. There is handles 
everywhere in this room. It looks like something out of fall American protection. Ninja Warrior. Okay, <laughs> like there's there's so much fall protection going on there. So I'm holding on to this, like holding on to like like gymnastic rings <laughs> in there, and and so she's like, "I'll give you a minute. Are you good?" So I I, I go to the bathroom. All right, <clears throat> and then obviously something happens that I call. I hit the nurse call button. Oh. And and she said she comes back. She's like, "What's wrong?" I said, "Something's wrong. Something's really, really wrong." And she goes, "Why?" I said, "I said it stings when I pee." <laughs> and she goes, and "Y'all that, gave me gonorrhea." I said, "That didn't happen. That wasn't happening pre-op. It stings. <laughs> what? What else is going on?" She goes, "Oh, that's because you had a catheter in." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god!" Which is my biggest fear in the world. Okay. I was out, ah. so I didn't know it. She goes, it'll be fine. A couple more peas. It'll be <laughs> I'm like, oh, my couple God. A couple more peas. That's so, a clear violation. Yeah. I'm like, that That wasn't in the consent form. <laughs> I don't remember reading that. You told me the That's breathing That's my pee-pee. Too. That's not your pee-pee. So, so then I just kind of started to get back to my faculties. And around 8 o'clock that night, they're like, you feel like you're ready to go home? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I called a friend of mine. And she came and picked me up. And I went home. And. Holy hell. Uh, yeah. I didn't do anything that Friday. I didn't do anything that Saturday. I eventually went back to work on Wednesday, which was dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that was my first night working, and I was out of gas by the end you of that You looked a little night. tired, yep. I was definitely, definitely tired. So, Jason, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was good. Um, I, again, made way too much food and... Threw away way too many leftovers, but um, no, I was going to say my my only big surgical experience was – I should say my only difficult surgical experience was a vasectomy. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to put this out there as a PSA for anyone considering a vasectomy. Um, if you have the option to be asleep, take it. Take it. I went to University of Florida before it was whatever it is now, UF Shands or yeah. whatever. And wait now, when you say you went to University of Florida, you went to whatever the Shans the, the college. So you had the no, no. You had the, the pre. It wasn't like the, the barber school. <laughs> the barber school. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, because you can go to like the places where they teach massages and get yeah. like a massage for twenty bucks or a haircut for yeah. six bucks. So I don't so know what they've got going on. There. It wasn't the guy on the billboards. It's like vasectomy, sixty dollars. <laughs> I, I like I like going when I go down the interstate and I see we can reverse a vasectomy. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't even want to know how you do that. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap. Um, so I. Did the research. I'm like, I'm going to find a great urologist, get it done. And they did to me. So they just give you a, a local down there. Yeah. And um, the guy comes in, the same guy I've dealt with for like three visits now. And he's like, are you ready for this? I'm like, I'm as ready as I'm I'm ever going to be. So let's, let's get going. He's like, all right, let's go. He's like, so this is Lauren. She's a student here. And she's going to be the one doing your vasectomy. Is that okay? I'm like. Uh, so I was right. It's like, <laughs> is it? I'm like, I don't know. Is it okay? Like, I, can I say no? He's like, well, you know, we're a teaching hospital. So I'm going to be here the entire time. I'm going to be making sure that everything's fine. Everything was not fine. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, um, I mean, it, it worked. I'm just picturing, <laughs> Probably due to damage. But I'm picturing there's something about Mary. We yeah. got a bleeder. <laughs> yeah. Three days later when they order something called a Doppler, a scrotum Doppler. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not great. So okay. for anyone considering it, absolutely do it. Absolutely insist the doctor that you pick 
does, does it. the surgery. All right. To anyone that works in the medical field, all right, anyone that works in nursing, anyone that's listening that's a doctor, especially ones that work in emergency room settings, my hat is off to you. I, I witnessed and saw some really ugly behavior from from some of the people really? that, some of the people that were coming in there to be treated and it it really really upset me like i was just like and i understand people can be in pain and they're not not in their right mind but the the uh, the amount of verbal abuse that i mm. i witnessed and heard like it was staggering and That's terrible and i i just want to say as somebody who who went in there um I, I, I won't even say I go out of my way to be nice to people. That's that's my nature. Like I am right. gen- genuinely nice to people. I try to be as much as possible. Something I must have struck a, a, a positive chord with them because when I was leaving, <laughs> all the nurses on that floor came by one by one to say goodbye. Oh and wow, that's they awesome! Wheeled me out on my took me out my wheelchair. They're all walking with me and <laughs> high fiving me and everything. And I'm like, now make sure you listen to the podcast. And <laughs> and, and one of them was like, don't go. You're you can't go. You're the only You're one. The only here. one. Like they, I noticed that every time like the nurses were doing their rounds, they'd come in and just sh- start shooting the shit with me for like 10, 15 minutes. So, right, so where are you from, Dana? Like, you know, just like, so it didn't go unnoticed how, how kind everyone from the, the custodian to the person that brought me food to all the nurses, the RNs, the docs, everybody was incredibly nice and made the experience one that I was never, uh, well, I never needed something for anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I will say i I haven't not spent a whole lot of time in hospitals, mainly the three times my kids were born, but it's, it's a calling. I mean, yeah. like being a teacher, because what you've got to put up with, it, it, it's got to be in your soul to do that. Yeah. Because I, I know I, there's no way I could. I don't have the patience or the, the wherewithal to, to deal with what they deal with. I mean, it's, it's, it's something else. So if you're, you know, if you're listening and you work in the medical field in any capacity, Thank you for what you do. Absolutely. Uh, there are people out there that genuinely appreciate what you're doing. So, well, we should talk <laughs> about what we've been watching lately. That's the whole purpose of this episode. Is it just a little catch up here? Uh, obviously, you saw some more more things than I did because I've been kind of down for the count for the past few weeks. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Just tell me about a, a few of the things you've seen and, you know, what what you're going to recommend. Maybe what you you can say, you know, basically tell me, see it in the theater, wait for streaming or skip it. So I think, um, you know, one of the best ones I've seen recently that I think you enjoyed as well was Black Adam. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well, uh, okay. So let's let's start. With, let's, Shall we start there? Let's start with Black Adam. Now, you saw this. If I'm now, uh, if I'm wrong, you, you saw this twice tw- in the theater. Twice. So you gave Dwayne money twice. Okay. Yeah, I did. So on your recommendation, because <laughs> you you took pictures in the theater, you know. Uh, uh, on your recommendation, I plopped down what was it, twenty bucks to rent <laughs> oh. uh, on. Um, I would have been better off going to see it in the. You theater. would have been better. Off, I would yeah. have saved eight dollars, and you could have gotten popcorn and for I that could price. Have gotten popcorn. <laughs> um, okay. This is not. Listen, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. Or it's about to be 2023. I, uh, you have to deal with the fact that superhero movies are going to be here. Some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to be bad. Some of them are going to fall somewhere in the middle. I made it. Oh my god! I made it like seven minutes into this. Oh. I, was like, I was like, "Oh god, this is this is." I mean, like, 
Like, you're not even trying. <laughs> the whole thing is just animated. It's a pure animated movie. It's mm-hmm. just animated. It's a comic book movie. And I get it. And I was just like, you know what? But but for the listeners who haven't seen it, I can't give it a recommend or not recommend. All I can tell you is I made it seven, eight minutes into the film. And I'm like, you can keep the 20 bucks. It's like Ghostbuster. You can keep the five bucks. I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's what I'll say about Black Adam. I was expecting it to be... The Rock or Dwayne Johnson just over the top. And it wasn't. He was more of a mellow role. I did not see the ending coming, which was surprising. I, I knew absolutely nothing about the series, the movie, any of that. Um, so I appreciated the story of it. You are 100% correct. The plot is nonsensical. It is... 90% of the time, something's blowing up. Someone is making a speech. Someone's trying to make a funny point. They were they were trying to make a Marvel movie with this. Right. So, and, right. So, um, but in the, in the market right now for movies, there is very little to see out there. Right, right. And then, of course, I'm not naive to the end credit sequence yes. that everyone was talking about. Everybody's like... Listen, here's all... Okay. If I can just say something <laughs> about the Phase 4 Marvel movies, all right? Do you know how many times I heard, it was good, but wait till that end credit sequence. Wait till you see what's coming I'm next. Like, I'm like... Howard like, the Duck. I mean, like... I'm like... That'd be like... You buy a ticket to see your favorite band, and you have... Three bands you've never heard of play for four hours, and then your favorite band comes out and plays one song, and we're done. Yeah, that's, that's not even a song, like, like just like, the, like they the play chorus, like the, the chorus of, of Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> yeah. and we're done. Yeah, like that to me, that's like that logic makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, so I will say, but I um, oh, if I could, if I could, oh, sorry, so sorry, so, sorry, so seven minutes. So I yeah. did hit the fast forward icon <laughs> to the end credits because I wanted to see okay. that sequence. And I'm like. Oh, that's 11 seconds long. Yeah, it was nothing. That's like, what are we talking about? And you could find that on YouTube. Yeah, I was like, this is like, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. If I could say one more thing. I got that text that night and you're just like, well, asshole. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm just going to be honest here. I'm going to be real for a second. Everybody's going like crazy. Like Henry Cavill, Superman, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, people hate it, Man of Steel. People hate it, Batman v <clears throat> Superman. People hate it, the Justice League. Yep. I'm like. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm like, hold on a second. Like, nobody likes the DC movies. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to get some well, tweets Batman, now. Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes the DCEU movies. Yes. All right. They've all been kind of garbage. Well, yeah. As long as it was, I actually did not. I, I took a different stance on the Zack Snyder cut um, that's on HBO. Sure. I didn't hate it. I liked it better than what was produced but at three and a half hours long there's gonna be something you like in there (laughs) well i i started it's like a buffet i started it but if you're looking for a review uh uh, of Zack snyder's justice league of the 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 extended cut that came out on hbo max there's actually one on this podcast feed that uh my my buddy mike scott who used to do a lot of shows with me he did it he brought a couple people on that are also really good podcasters and they did a really like two hour long discussion on the movie so so it's it's definitely i mean it 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 would probably need a two hour long discussion on it oh yeah it just it wasn't for me uh, i tried to watch it i fired it up i got like 10 minutes into it i'm like you in this 10 minutes like i'm just like ah i just i mean 
it might have been different if I had gone to see it in the theater or if so, I had actually paid for it. But it was on HBO Max, which I was a, a subscriber at so, the time. So next time, turn it on, pop some morphine, yeah. take the edge off, and then just just lay into it. Exactly. So, um, all right. So I want to talk about a movie that I saw a few weeks ago. Um, the new Martin McDonough film, The Banshees of Inishire. I'm so excited to Brandon see that. Brendan Gleeson, Colin Farrell. Um, for those not familiar, Martin McDonough directed movies like Seven Psychopaths, In Bruges, Three, In Billboard, Bruges. three yeah. Billboards Outside Ebbing's Missouri. So he is a uh, he's a filmmaker that gets to put his vision from start to screen, start to finish on screen. And I'm not going to get into spoilers for this movie because it was in a very limited release. Um, I'm sure at some point it's going to hit the VOD market. It was limited release, so it could qualify for yeah. you know, the, the Academy Awards and award seasons. But I'm going to just tell you how this breaks down, okay? And <laughs> Eamon, I'm sure you're listening. So I just want to basically say is when the movie takes place in 1920s Ireland, an, Ire- an island off the coast of, of the mainland of Ireland. And if you've seen the trailers, it's basically, you know, Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleason have been lifelong friends. And then one day Brandon Gleason is just like, I don't want to be friends with you nah. anymore. And the entire movie is Colin Farrell trying to figure out why this friendship has ended. And it's funny. It's very dark. Uh, it has very it's, it's, I know, it's, the it's, trailer is it makes it look fantastic. It's a dark, dark comedy. And, yeah. and it's very R rated in some parts. And, you know, um, it's a very Irish movie. All right. Like there is a ton of Irish slang that I just didn't understand. (laughs) Yeah. But what was interesting is when the movie was over, I was saying to myself, I don't know what it is about this film, but I, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I don't understand what Martin McDonough was going for. Like, I, performances were, as you would expect, amazing. It's shot on location. It's beautiful. Cinematography is beautiful, uh, filled with rich and interesting characters throughout. There's not a wasted character in this movie. But I honestly didn't understand <laughs> what he was trying to say about the movie. Like I, 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 <laughs> I just, I, I, there's a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And when it's over, I'm just like, huh. And I saw it in a packed movie theater in Sarasota, Florida, the independent theater called the Burns Court Cinema. And it was packed and everyone just kind of quietly got up and just kind of shuffled out of the theater. And I got outside and I didn't know anybody because I was down visiting. And I was just like, huh, the heck was that? What? You know, so I, you know, I saw this theater and I was just like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. And so... I had to reach out to my friend Eamon, who's actually been on the podcast before. He lives in Dublin, Ireland. And, you know, he'd seen it and he had recommended oh, yeah. it to me. He was strongly recommended to me. And apparently it's it's being very well received in mm-hmm. Ireland. And I said, listen, man, I'm just going to be completely honest. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and, and he explained to me, and this is not a spoiler, so I'm going to explain it to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell it's you. A what, it's a Another PSA. It's a PSA for us <clears throat> Americans. Because he said, how do you think this is going to play in America? And I'm like, well. I don't know. But once he explained the metaphor of the movie, like the light bulb went off. Right. He goes, no, this the entire thing is a metaphor for the Irish Civil War in the 1920s. And then he explained which each each character represents a different facet of it. Right. And when he explained it to me, it was like, oh, oh, this movie's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And I can't wait to watch it again. So I will say this, like. Go into this movie with a with a rudimentary understanding of the Irish Civil War, and 
I think you're really, really going to like the film. So yeah. it's a strong recommendation for me, even though I left the theater ultimately confused the first time I watched it. <laughs> no, I, I, it's definitely been on my list of, of films to watch. Um, and it's after seeing those two in Bruges. Yeah. I mean, that has, that has got to be one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, and it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but how long was it? Uh, it was uh, two hours. A good two hours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe an hour 47, something like that. It, yeah. it did. I, it, let me tell you something. I was never bored. Yeah. Um, the runtime, I never, I didn't feel the runtime. So I'd, I'd have to look it up again, but it, maybe two hours. Kept it going. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it was just, there's, there's so many things that just start to happen. Like yeah. it's, it, there's what I call an escalation. <laughs> you know, there's an inciting incident and then there's an escalating and keeps, it just keeps going. And there's parts of the film where you're like, did that just happen? <laughs> and like, there was audible gasps in the audience oh, really? during sometimes. Wow. Like, people were just like, oh my God, <laughs> because it gets pretty fucking intense in some uh -huh. parts. Well, so, so here's my, one of my issues in a, in a, I guess you can call it Ocala secondary market. We do not get a whole lot of the independent films here. We used to. We used to. We used to. And, you know, sadly, like, I remember seeing Manchester by the Sea. Yes. I was the only one in there. Yep. You know, like there was not an audience. There's not just, I mean, there, people aren't coming they to are. the movies. No. And I got so excited because I was looking up, you know, what to see last weekend. And I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's there. Yes. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, Dana's got a good recommendation. Now I know what I'm going into. And turns out it was for a Gainesville theater. Which so, for, for uh, our audience is about a, a minimum 45 yeah, minute drive yeah. if the traffic's good. Yeah. So, um, overall that, that that's been my biggest issue with being in that secondary market is just like, come on throw. I know you, right now, Wakanda forever. You're playing that and no one's showing up. I went to go see the Fablemans. I was one of two people in the theater. So you could show the other ones and no one's going to show up either. Well, let's that's try. A, that's a good segue because I actually want to ask you about both of those movies because one, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing and the other one is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes. So uh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can say what I felt about Wakanda Forever or what I texted you about Wakanda Forever. Right. Well, let me ask you this. When you saw it, was it a packed movie theater? Somewhat. Somewhat. Um, I, so actually I've driven through there a couple times over the last, you know, couple weeks and I've seen a good 20, 30 cars out there. It don't, you don't have to see it in the theaters. No. Um, <laughs> especially no, no, you, not to worry. you don't have to pay 1999 no. for it. No. I'll wait for the old Disney plus release. Really? The only reason I went to go see it was to see how they dealt with Chadwick Boseman's death. Absolutely. And I, I want to set the record straight here. I quietly watched black Panther, the first one for the, I, for the I, first time. I did not. I liked it. It was the not first bad. time oh, last man. week. Like just to say, like it was never a movie that again, like I'm the, I'm not, the audience for Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm disillusioned with the fact that studios won't take a chance on anything other than comic book films, but that's an argument that I just, I'm turning <laughs> over a new leaf. But that being said, I wanted to see black Panther. I, I, and I put it on and I got to tell you, look, I don't hate Marvel movies. I don't hate them. Uh, I'm not happy with what they've, the repercussions or, you know, the fallout right. of, of Marvel films. But that was a pretty damn good movie, that, that first Black Panther film. I was actually like – I was – I'm going to put it this way. I was fully engaged the entire time. And I can't well, say good. that about every Marvel film. Yeah. Um, I will say 
if anyone's wondering, my favorite Marvel movie, <laughs> all right, this is a big one, is Captain America Civil War. Yep. So, I think it's, and I think if you were to search, you know, of the best Marvel movies, that is definitely probably in the top three of everyone. That is the most entertaining one from yeah. start to finish for me. And then I would say second would be Infinity War. I actually really dug that film as well. Wait, the, fir- the first, the first one, the okay. first one, yeah. Endgame was way too long, uh, way too long. Hurry up, Avengers! <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I love you. Three thousand, like three thousand minutes. Is that how long this movie is? <laughs> so, uh, but but I'm sorry, I cut you so, off when we were talking about Wakanda um, Forever. So I I, I I I will watch it. I'm just not going to run. It um, so when it, the the first day it came out, um. The reviews were horrible. Really? Okay. The, the first day, it was like, oh, this is, you know, without, you know, without the main character, this is not the Marvel movie we want. And I was like, oh, okay, this, they're going to just keep tearing this thing down. Sure. And I got on there like three days later because I went and saw it on, I think, a Tuesday. And the Rotten Tomatoes and the audience score was like 97. Wow. I'm like, What? You guys turned that quickly? Like all of the initial reviews went that bad? I didn't. I wasn't a big fan. Do you think there's any fuckery going on with those reviews? You think? Yeah. They're paying some people is for it, Is it possible to manipulate <laughs> reviews on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. I think it is. But anyway, anyway, I, I do digress. Um, I've, I've heard mostly positive about It's the so movie, funny so. because you go on there and there's like, you know, all these positive reviews in Russian and Spanish yeah. and Turkish. And it's like, it's, it's tough to know who to... Yeah. To believe anymore. However, um, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Um, is it worth seeing? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. It seems to me the the entire phase four Marvel movies could be best described as interesting in the beginning, mut, mut, um, muddy in the middle, and then a ridiculous over the top third act that's just the typical Marvel yep. giant action set piece. Yep. Would that be a good way to describe? Yep. And a and a setup to whatever yes. they're hawking next. Yeah, absolutely. So that's they're following the same formula right. they've always done. And I mean, I need to see overall what Wakanda Forever has done. I'm sure it's grossed five hundred million. Well, by it's now. done a lot better than Black Adam. Black Adam last at la, as of this recording is 386 worldwide. Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, like that's and I don't care how you how you try to spin that. Wow, they're like Black Adam had the 15th greatest third week ever. <laughs> you know, like there's no there's somebody's trying to pull that. There, there's no way to spin that. Like it's not like like Wakanda Forever has done exponentially better. Yeah, um, I, and let's just be honest, like. From my observations, you know, Marvel is the way more popular franchise than than what DC is doing. Yeah, you know, DC is just they have no DC doesn't have a Kevin Feige, you yeah. know, who's who's overseen the entire thing from start to finish. I mean, was it like thirty Marvel movies? Oh, it has got to be plus the series on Ser- Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, I but yeah, right now Black Panther is um, almost four hundred million domestic. That's pretty good. Seven hundred and thirty worldwide. That's really good, actually. 400 domestic, that's pretty good. Yep. So, uh, all right. So, The Fablemans, a movie I have not seen yet. Um, It is a semi-autobiographical retelling of Steven Spielberg's childhood. 
which I'm very familiar with the story. I've I've watched numerous documentaries and I've read the the, the biography on Spielberg. So I mean, I've been wanting to see it. The two and a half hour runtime concerns me a little bit. But um, tell me about your experience of seeing the Fableman. So I'll, I'll say this: um, we we actually talked about this on I think our mid year review on this was one of the ones I was looking forward to. Um, I will say, and I, I hate to say it. This is not one to see in the theaters. Okay. I, maybe I was just a little bit naive, but I thought this was going to be a much happier movie than it was. Oh, okay. I was not, I was not prepared at all for the actual story of it. So it kind of took me aback. And I remember, I remember it's about halfway through I'm going, this is a pretty troubled childhood. Like I was not, I was expecting it to be, when you say semi-autobiographical about Steven Spielberg, I wanted to see something that was... You know, you see the spark in him and it's about his journey, but it was more about his family and his interactions with his family. And it was, it was very heartfelt. It was very heartwarming at times. Um, but it was not a overall happy story. Interesting. That, no, that's, it is that's, definitely worth seeing. That is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I've, I've literally seen everything he's done. Yeah. Everything. From his first short film, Amblin. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it all. That being said, for reasons we talked about at the beginning of this episode, I just never got a chance to go to the theater. And by my calculations, it's not even going to be in the theater. It's probably gone by now. Yeah. Just it, 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 eight million over the four day holiday weekend. Like that's, I mean, you know, that's that's tough because you know here we are. We're like, we want we want something other than Marvel movies in the I know. theater. And then when they do, Spielberg that, gives it to you, Spielberg, and it's yeah. like, nah. No, we don't want that. Black Adam's out. Black Adam's. So uh, what else do you have on your list? Um, I have one. So another – well, I'll talk about one other one that um, was on my really looking forward to, um, which was 3,000 Years of Longing. Okay. So that's the new George Miller movie. For those who don't know, George Miller obviously famously directed the Mad Max yes. movies. Uh, babe. Babe. Pig in the City. Happy Feet. Yeah. <laughs> the best and the worst of yes. uh, civilization. Uh, Death becomes her. That's a good movie. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's the thing about George Miller is you, you you can't peg him as one type of director. No, he, he's very very eclectic, and that's a compliment. I mean, I, I I like most of his movies, but I will say this: nothing about the trailer for Three Thousand Years of Longing appealed to me. Nothing yeah. about it looked like it didn't even look like something I was going to be into. So, what which is your, what I was excited about because yeah. I was like, okay, well, we've got Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton, some of the best actors out there who yeah. are going to replay the gin, you know, a, a genie in the bottle is what the premise is. is yeah. She finds a genie in a bottle and it's his retelling of what happened to him over the last 3,000 years and, you know, what going through what her three wishes are. And she's someone who's a an expert on the gin and, genies or whatever you want to call them um so i expected to not see a whole lot in that trailer that they were just going to expand on everything in the movie it was not that good um so it, it was a disappointment for me i visually there was a lot there was a lot of cgi it was a good story if it ever comes on a free service and you've got an opportunity it's a good story. Okay. It's not a great movie. Okay. 
but well, right now he's he's currently in production with yeah. you know a Mad Max prequel. So yes, yeah, we'll, Furiosa. We'll, we'll we'll see. I'm 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 interested. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that. Segue into television just for a moment. So I am like most of America. I am <laughs> watching season five of Yellowstone right now. <laughs> um, a, a melodrama, to say the least. Uh, I caught the bug. I caught the fever of, of Yellowstone the first few seasons. Okay, because last time we talked, I didn't think you'd seen any of it. So I... I still haven't seen it. I have watched all of it, including the episode that aired last night. Um, wow. And... You're a fan. It's it's just a... It's become a really interesting story. and It's it's a fan... You know, it's, it's the modern-day Dallas. Yes. Okay. But... I will say I'm starting to see some cracks in the foundation. And, and, and what I will say, like, when you look at a show like Breaking Bad, you look at a show like Better Call Saul, uh, Mad Men, you know, uh, hi, AMC, I'm just unplugging everything you guys are doing, <laughs> but not, not The Walking Dead. They, but the point I'm trying to go is, uh, point I'm trying to go with is certain showrunners know when it's time to, to end. Yes. Time to end. And I can tell you, watching this season of Yellowstone, it's... We're on. You're on the fifth season. You're. It. It could be time to wrap this thing up. Yeah. Um, I. I mean, I know it's a moneymaker, and and Taylor Sheridan, the the creator, has inked this ridiculous production deal with Paramount. Oh, really? So he's doing Yellowstone 1883. He's got another Yellowstone show with Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford. <laughs> and I want to mention that he did a, a show called Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner, which is oh wow, super super heavy. All of these shows are super heavy. And along comes a new series by Taylor Sheridan called Tulsa King, starring Sylvester Stallone. I have not seen that. Basic premise of this movie is Sylvester Stallone plays a uh, a mafia capo who has just served 25 years in prison for and kept his mouth shut. So he 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 didn't he didn't rat on his family. He gets out of prison. This is all in the first 10 minutes of the first episode. He gets out of prison. He goes has a sit down with the mafia bosses and all this stuff and. And he wants, you know, where's my piece of the action? You know, I just did 25 years for you guys. And they immediately sent him to Tulsa, Oklahoma <laughs> to set up shop. And he, he gets there and he has nothing. And it's kind of, it's interesting because he, within the first episode, he's got a piece of a marijuana dispensary. He's got a, he's hired a driver, you know, and each episode is only like 42 minutes long. I'm enjoying the show because there is levity to it okay uh, unlike with, with unlike, sylvester stallone yeah no it's it's and okay. what's interesting is from what i've been reading is he's not really happy with the way the show has turned out and he doesn't it doesn't look like he wants to do a second season of this, no so way I'm, I'm very curious but huh i'm going to describe the show as kind of fun like it's it's not taking itself too serious. What platform is that on? So uh, it's actually going to air on. It's on Paramount Plus. Okay, it's on Paramount. Too. Paramount Plus. Yeah. So I would tell you that if you're looking for something that's not as heavy, like but from Taylor Sheridan, that's not as heavy as Yellowstone, Mayor of Kingstown, the Yellowstone, you know, prequels, 1883. Those are all super heavy, heavy yeah. shows. Um, this one's a little bit more. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it's. There, there's a little bit more humor to it. It's levity to a little, it. Yeah, levity. That's perfect. Just, yeah. yeah, there's definitely a little bit more levity to it. And, and Stallone's good. I mean, he's 75, 76 years old. You know, he looks great. You know. Um, recently divorced. Recently divorced. Or did they get back together? I can't remember. Yeah, maybe I they get back together. He's, I can't follow He's, he's in a bitter, bitter, 
rivalry with the uh, producers of, of Rocky. You know, really? Like, oh yeah. Like he has he is doing yeah. You know, did you see the trailer for Creed three? Yeah. A movie I could not give a fuck about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually like the Creed series. I love Creed. I am I'm a big champion of Creed two. Yeah. Creed two is the spiritual sequel to Rocky Four. Yeah. But the secret sauce to Creed and Creed two is Sylvester Stallone. You're it's part of the Rocky saga. Creed three, Stallone has zero involvement in this movie. He's not even going to be in it. And as much as I like Michael B. Jordan, and I think he does a great job as Adonis Creed, and I, I've seen both Creed movies in the theater. The trailer for Creed three just looks like, oh, so we're just bringing another bad guy up, a bully from your past. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Well, once it's what happened in the original. Once Mick's gone, hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> did you see the Rocky recut of Rocky Four? No. Rocky versus Drago. Like, but I remember he, you telling me about it. He, he, you got to find. I think it's on Hulu. I think you got to rewatch that, man. It's yeah. really interesting. The last thirty minutes are pretty much the same, but the first hour is a completely different movie. Yeah. So there's no robot in it. Oh, the robot is completely cut out. <laughs> I'm gonna miss it then. So Tulsa King's definitely one that I I, I would recommend. So. Um, you got anything else on your list? I, I've got a couple. Um, so on Netflix, the one I have not watched yet, but I'm eager to is Wednesday. Okay. Have you heard of that? Well, okay. So funny you say that because, uh, I was at work a couple days ago. I just came back to work after, after getting out of the hospital and one of my coworkers is like, so have you watched Wednesday yet? And I'm like, no. I said, why would I want to, I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah. He goes, he goes, uh, it's Tim Burton. I went, what? I, I said, this is not Tim Burton's involved in it. And I pull up IMDb. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, wait a second. This is, these episodes are directed by Tim Burton. I'm like, um, uh, so it's, I've added it to the list. Yeah, I've added it to the list. Um, I, but I've had like six people. They're like, oh, you're, you, you like watching shows. Have you seen Wednesday? I'm like, no. Like I watched the first episode and then I binge the entire Really? List. I'm like, geez. So yeah, if I, I'm going to have to sit down and just watch that. Okay. Um, Dahmer? No. <laughs> I didn't figure you would watch no, that. No, no. Uh, um, I have thoughts. I, I, <laughs> I, um, my morbid curiosity got the best of me because I, I, <laughs> I, 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 look, I'm, all right, this is going to be a controversial opinion, okay? Um, you like eating people. I'm not huge on true crime. No, like, really? I, like, I'm, I'm huge on, like if it's a really riveting, interesting story, I'm I'm in, I'm in. But I have zero desire to watch a show about Ted Bundy, <laughs> about John Wayne Gacy, about Jeffrey Dahmer. Like for me, those are uh, I don't want to see that. Like that that shit really happened. You know, if there's a, I'm more like if somebody like you know, robbed a Brinks truck and then <laughs> fled to Europe for 30 years and got captured. That type of true crime I like. But when it's when it involves serial killers, like, murder, not your, um, not your cup of tea. But my morbid curiosity to get the best of me, because I, I, I do know how Jeffrey Dahmer really did pass away. And I'm like, well, they're not really going to show that, are they? And, <clears throat> they? and they didn't. They didn't. And I was like, OK. But no. Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer is just terrifying. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, what frustrated me about that, Jason, was like all the memes on Facebook. 
like, it was like when this happens, I had you five can guys leave. for dinner. Yeah, I, like I'm like oh, that. That really happened. Uh, and I'm yeah. just like I'm like no. no, no. I mean, you I'm, and I we're yeah. old enough to remember when that oh, actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Like that was massive news. Like yeah. that was on the cover of fucking People magazine everywhere. Like that was, and I was still in Canada at the time, and <laughs> and that was world national. It was worldwide. News. It was worldwide. Yeah. So, um, um, but I'll, I'll end it on a, a somewhat positive one, and it's one that you recommended that I really enjoyed. Which is Emily the Criminal. Emily the Criminal. If you have not seen that, what a great one. Seek that one out. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Um, that was that was one. Um, I'm going to give credit to the F This Movie podcast. Mm. I was listening to, uh, I, I, I want to say, I can't remember what episode it was, but they were talking about movies that had come out this year. And uh, JB, one of the one of the frequent collaborators on this movie, was just going on and on about this movie. And at the time, I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. And um, everyone's like, "No, this you have to watch. This is terrific." And so I I went into it, with no idea what it was about. Right. Because to their credit, they weren't really talking about the plot of the movie. And I was just like, "Oh, this is fucking." This is fascinating. It really was. And it, it's it's the layers of of. And it was a great story. It was well acted. I think it was Theo Rossi was um, her boyfriend slash mentor, yeah. and he did a great job. Yeah, he was. I mean, it was. And the ending of it, just I was like, Woof. they had so many directions they could have gone with that. Yeah. And I did not see that happening. I, I we'll, 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 we'll keep won't the, say anything about we'll it. We'll keep but, the spoiler free. We'll, yeah. we, when we do our uh, end of the year, you know, the the surprises, the yeah. disappointments, and and uh, I'm sure. That's going to make our list. Yeah. As of right now, I can tell you, Mike, uh, the 10 favorite movies of the year right now, that's probably going to make my list. Yeah. That was um, awesome. And we're being super vague about what it's about. Yeah. No. Go into it cold. Go into it. Yeah, exactly. Just turn it on, let it go, and follow it where it takes you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, cool. Well, that's, that's, uh, we're going to end this episode with our recommend, <laughs> with, um, we are, today is December. Fifth, fifth, yeah, fifth. All right, so we are eleven days away from Avatar: The Way of Water. Yep. Here's what I can tell you: Everyone's asking me, <laughs> "Are you excited for this movie?" Because you hate CGI bullshit. No, I don't hate CGI bullshit. <laughs> not when James Cameron, because yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to see something I've never seen before. Um, the local theater here, the Regal. Their IMAX, I looked into the fine print, will be the high frame rate. So, oh, really? So this movie will be projected not only in 3D, but it will be at 48 frames per second. And when you watch it like that, there is going to be a level of resolution that we're not fluid. Yeah, that we're not used to seeing. So, and the movie, it's not just animated. Like the actors are there; it's all motion capture. So it's not like we're just seeing. Like, an, I mean, I'm trying to defend. CGI all of a sudden when I'm so anti CGI, <laughs> but my, my gut tells me to never bet against James Cameron. So my prediction for its box office, we're 13 years removed from the original. There's a whole generation that never saw the original avatar in IMAX 3d, the way it's meant to be seen. So my box office prediction for right now, 180 opening weekend. And that's tough. That's a tough because it's three hours and ten minutes long. So you're you're actually losing a screening every day. That it's so. I, I'm curious to see because when we last looked at it, they were opening on Thursday night. Yeah. Um. I would like to see 
a Tuesday screening. If they if they added a Tuesday, I would say, yeah, 180. I think it's going to be closer to 120. Okay, that's I interesting. Think, I think people are going to look at the ticket prices for IMAX and 3D and go, I'm not paying $24 for this. There are a lot of people out there that are hungry for something other than Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Yeah. All right. Because James Cameron, to his credit, I mean, I know, I know there's, there's the movies are loosely based, they're inspired, heavily inspired by other, yeah. other stories, but he's create one hell of a world. Yeah. You know, and apparently we're going to be introduced to a new world in this one. So I, I'm, I, I, I wish it the best. Um, I will definitely be there supporting the I'm massive going. ticket. Now, it'll probably be the last movie I see this year. So yeah. I'm probably excited. the first 3D movie I've seen in, God, five years maybe? Yeah. Uh, last 3D movie I saw was, because I didn't, back then they, they didn't give you an option, option. So it would have been 2016 uh, Rogue One. I saw that. I saw that in okay. 3D. Um, because probably, I was, want to see an IMAX and they didn't have 2D showings. Oh, it. yeah. That's they, what it is with this one. Like, I'm, I want to see it in IMAX, but it's only 3D. Well, see, I'm, I'm definitely seeing it in 3D IMAX. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And of course, everybody listening, you can expect a full review of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, we got you the weekend it comes out. So, <laughs> um, just again, uh, just want to remind you one more time that if you want to come on board and become a supporter of the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash how is this movie. There's a link in this episode show notes. As soon as we're done wrapping up this conversation, Jason and I are going to record episode three of our new miniseries, 101 Movies from the 1990s, that you need to check out. Uh, we're going to be recording numbers 82 through 72 on, oh, yeah. on this one. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. And and that is going to be the first of many miniseries that we're going to be having on the Patreon. So yeah. expect 101 from the 80s. <laughs> and, you know, I was even kicking around 101 from the 2000s. Because there, there is some good ones in that one. It gets rougher. It does. It gets murky. Yeah. It's very murky. There's a lot of a lot of opinion in that. So if you could please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use. If you don't want to reach out to me, I am on Twitter for as long as it lasts. <laughs> uh, at Dana Buckler Show. I'm also on Twitter at Dana Buckler. I'm on Instagram at the Dana Buckler Show. And I'm also on Instagram at the Dana Buckler. You can email me, the Dana Buckler Show at gmail.com. If you have a question for Jason, please send it to that email and I will forward to him. Uh, Jason, thank you as always, buddy. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. All right. Then.